yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We are Foul Trouble. As always, I'm your boy, Basketball. What up, it's Sean Al. And today, my friends, on the eve of the NBA trade deadline, we have a special guest. A very special guest. Long time coming. Three, two, one. Wait, wait, wait. A man of many names. MC Sessa. Samio. Samio. Mr. M&A Mr. M&A himself <laughs> Oh this damn cut to the chase. What's up Samir, how you doing buddy? Good man, thank you guys for having me on Having me on the podcast, it's an honor having Long time coming man squad for, for an episode. <clears throat> See what you guys don't know Is that Sessa and Is part of a uh, Facebook chat of ours Where we just go back and forth all the time He's always giving great input So it was a long time coming man We had to have you on the show uh, finally bring some of that beef to life, man. Let everybody else hear what we're talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. The public needs to know what goes on in the Hooper's Facebook chat. So, <laughs> you know, no, do they really need to know? No. But should they know in this case? Yes. Let's let's give it to them. Let's give it to them. All right. Let's, let's just dive right Ooh. into it. The NBA trade deadline. Brown Mamba, your team just gave oh. up. Jordan Clarkson... And Larry oh, Nance oh, <laughs> Jr. Oh, Larry Nance Jr. Oh, I can't even for Isaiah Thomas and Channing Fry. Mind you, two very good expiring contracts or potential studs. Don't forget that pick though. That pick though as well. And the Cleveland Cavaliers pick. All right. Um, go into it, Sessa. How do you feel? Man, I mean, it is a lot to absorb. It's funny, you know, you and I were just texting right before the deadline saying, oh, it's going to be pretty chill, but, you know, look what happened. So, you know, it's a big trade. It's a big trade, a lot to absorb. But, you know, at first I was kind of upset. As as the Foul Trouble squad knows, I'm not a fan of Isaiah Thomas. Wow. I think he's, uh, you know, he's Whack. kind of, he's a defensive liability. And, you know, the, the Boston season where he had MVP-like numbers is an anomaly, in my opinion. But, you know. Wow. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with him. So, you know, at first I was a little upset, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka made a good move. You know, they took uh, Jordan Clarkson's contract off the books. He was due for a big extension. You know, Larry Nance as well, and exchanged them for two expiring contracts in Isaiah Thomas and Channing Fry. And basically, I see this as a play for us to just clear up cap space for 2018 and make the big run, right? Go after the guys like LeBron, like Paul George, like Boogie potentially. Um, so, you know, I think this was a very strategic move by Magic Johnson, you know, something that we haven't seen under his management yet. And uh, I think it just kind of gives us the flexibility to do a lot in the offseason while getting a pretty good rental in Isaiah Thomas, right? He's going he's gonna to be a good shooter. He's going to score. You know, uh, he's going to come off the bench for Lonzo. <laughs> no, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but, uh, They'll share but, minutes. Know, I, think, share I minutes. think overall it was a win for the Lakers. I don't know I don't know. you guys share the same thoughts or what, what are you guys thinking? So, uh, you actually mentioned that now um, that they might be going into that 2018 deadline when earlier when things weren't really painting out, you know, they kind of had that little shy, like, hey, actually, guys, we're going to go after 2019, uh, you know, there's Kawhi, there's Clay Thompson. Now they pretty much geared themselves up for 2018 for Paul, George, and LeBron. Did they pretty much send that message out just to, like, hedge their bets that, Hey guys, if nothing happens and we made all this cap space for nothing, um, don't worry, we're actually still focusing on 2019. Or do you think they are actively trying to focus on 2018 now? What do you think about that? 
It's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, Magic Johnson himself said today, you know, that now he literally said that he said we've got room for two elite superstars to come to this team now. And so, you know, whether he means 2018 where you got LeBron and Paul George or 2019 where you got the likes of Kawhi and Klay Thompson coming out in the market, um, you know, there's going to be opportunities in either summer. I think you're really just kind of what's the, the to be determined part about this is, is LeBron really going to leave? You know, like if LeBron's not going to leave, then, you know, I don't want us going after some kind of, you know, mid-level star and not an elite superstar in 2018, right? What about so, Timothy Mozgov? Anything of that caliber? <laughs> no, man, that was, that was a diamond <laughs> in the rough. That's a once-in-a-lifetime once opportunity, but, you know, it didn't pan out. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think I think, uh, I think think Lakers are setting themselves up for either 18 or 19. It's just, you know, kind of painful being a Lakers fan for so many years, seeing them kind of suffer as, you know, a little uh, mediocre uh, range, which is not what we're used to seeing as Lakers fans. Um, but, you know, I think either summer, whichever way you go, I think there's going to be good opportunities now. For sure. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, you're talking about a setup, but it is this a setup, like, for the Cavs for this season? I'm not buying it, man. This yeah, so is a whole new team. That? You guys think the Cavs have to, like, did I we mean, both, like, so he, here's the thing. I think these trades, I think these trades went down probably before last night's game. Because just for the viewers out there, last night's game was epic. We just got to give a shout out to that. If there's a moment of silence to take, it's for that one second LeBron James shot in the, in the OT, bro. So I don't know if these trades were made prior to yet last night's game or not. I don't know. But, I don't know if that really makes a difference. I'm just obviously being facetious here. But real talk, is this a team that's ready for the finals? I mean, the half the season is done. Okay, maybe the first half's experiment with the rookies and – no, not the rookies, sorry, the, the old-time vets and then bringing in Isaiah and he's a hip and that was a big question mark. Maybe maybe this experiment didn't go so well. But now what? Midway in the season, we're going to switch it all up and see, okay, now we're going for the finals? Nah, but, man. I think this is a long-term I, play for the Cavs. I think this is a move away for LeBron to get the F out of there. Well, That's it. That's my I'll, two cents. I'll say this. I'll say this. I, I was crunching everything on the trade machine. I was trying to see what the Cavaliers could do. And in my wildest imaginations, I could not draw up the trade scenarios that just went down. You have now replaced all these old guys with younger people who can switch, who can play defense, who can actually play that small ball lineup when Kevin Love comes back. You know, you have all these players <laughs> that... Complete small ball. There is no big man on that team. And if the one move they should have made, they definitely did everything not to make it. I don't even know, man. Yeah, what I... happened to DeAndre, bro? <laughs> I did. It was like... It, I mean... it was like what? <laughs> Sorry, guys. You had some technical What was it like? Tell us. You left us off with a cliffhanger. No, guys, we got cut off. Uh, we're back now. We were talking about some intense stuff. Um, without Kevin, uh, sorry, with Kevin Love, but without a big man, I really don't see where this team uh, is going. Is is it all small ball now? But, I mean, but I mean, who do who do the Warriors have? Like Javale McGee, Zaza Pachulia. Oh, like, I, I don't think you, that necessary big man role. Um, Tristan Thompson's only contract that I'm not too happy about still being there. I feel like he doesn't have any of his hustle anymore. But with J.R. Smith, he can still shoot when he wants to, right? And if you have other actual starting shooting guards on that team, shout out to Rodney Hood, that J.R. with a more limited role will be able to be Henny God. You know, he'll be able to be shooting corner threes, pull up, contested. I think we got a little bit glimpse of that last night with the Timberwolves, but... You, you mentioned the Timberwolves trades maybe 
all these trades happen before, but there's funny moments where you see Isaiah Thomas, hey, hey, I'm open, I'm oh, open, okay, waving right, his hand, right. pass to me, pass to me. Ignored. <laughs> no, but moments. it wasn't a bad game for IT last night. He didn't have a bad game. I mean, 13 points, all right, a little bit on the weaker side, but seven assists, he was setting them up. They trusted him in the last minute to always do their free throws. It wasn't bad. Definitely, I think George Hill is a better pickup for him. I'm going to be honest, as a long-term, uh, a long-time IT fan, it hurts to say this, hashtag Book of Isaiah, maybe not this year, buddy. Uh, Try again with the Lakers. I mean, I got hopes. I definitely had a, a dream for a second where I saw IT standing there holding the trophy with the Lakers. I'm thinking, he's the next Laker that brings... I don't know, Seth, you might argue with me on this one. <laughs> you might actually slap the hell out of me on this one. But I, I did fantasize with that moment for a second, and then Kobe's given IT the mantle. I was like, what? This is a twist we did not oh. see coming. But it's like, you know what? Uh, George Hill is a good pickup, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sesso is no, being I mean, respectful. Actually, you know, one thing that that I actually kind of I really think Isaiah got the worst end of the deal in all of this stuff, right? I mean, he goes from being the beloved, you know, beloved man, of Boston, and you know, the Cleveland thing goes wrong. His hip was injured for half of the time. Doesn't really get much of a shot to yeah. kind of get integrated to their offense. And now he's going to LA as a rental. I mean, is he is he even going to get a max contract? Like, is he's that not. even a possibility anymore? Uh, he is not. That should be as far removed. $200 million, he, the only way he's ever going to see that is if he writes a novel and releases <laughs> the book of Isaiah and gets <laughs> that published. He turns into a franchise. <laughs> He's and if he not goes to see, and he gets Michael B. Jordan he to is play, a great documentary. or Kevin Hart, He's he gets a... Kevin Hart to play Isaiah Thomas, <laughs> or Miles be... Brown. No way, Shadow. that's <laughs> terrible casting. He is a great documentary filmmaker, though. All right, on himself, right? So he does. He does got a career there. Now, honestly, I think what if this is just a like a epic story setup, man? This is the downfall of it... Isaiah. He's being tested. I mean, this is really the story he's trying to go for, right? And he really comes through. But, and he's back at that that level he was. But Mamba, I want I want to I want to ask you this now. We talk about these are these epic story arcs set up, you know. But you've been following the NBA way longer than we have. How many times have these like epic story arcs like this is the true comeback of D Rose? This is the true comeback of LeBron. Hey, how many man, times did this not pan out? Trouble. How many times have you believed in the D Rose story? How many times did you not want that to be true though? Yeah, I believed in I, it. I believed right, in you IT. Yourself, I, I on, felt man. like IT maybe needed more time, maybe not this season, but says do these stories pan out? I mean, I don't know, man. So usually I mean honestly the you know usually these don't pan out. When there's these big injuries that kinda can be, you know, career either career altering or even career ending it is very tough to come back from. Like, you can look at so many examples just in recent history. Like, like first person that came to mind to me was Brandon Roy. Like, Brandon Roy dealt with severe knee injuries, had huge potential, and, you know, now people don't even remember who that guy is, and that was only a matter of maybe 10 years ago. Then you got Derrick Rose. You know, he's probably done. I think he got. I think he's getting released by the Jazz, right, or something like right. that. I mean, he's Pick not up even gonna... uh, Thibodeau and the Timberwolves. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, well, Thibodeau's going to end his career for he sure. Says, but... the, the stories don't get forgotten, though, right? Like, I mean, even if it is short lived, and if it is because of injury, and maybe they don't come back. I mean, the, the likelihood of people come back from injury maybe not as much. But the stories like Penny and T Mac, I mean, those still stay, man. Those aren't names you forget. Absolutely. So D Rose, I mean, he had his prime. Isaiah had that year. I just don't want it to be the end of that year, man. I think that year can continue. Back. It can just come back somehow, man. I would love it, dude. Especially for all the dudes below five ten, man. Come on, dude. <laughs> There's that element to it, dude. Come on. There's the element of connection there that you just can't give up, dude. 
Come on. So, like, you, I mean, I want this one to be true I, more than all the other ones. I, I think Paul George is a good example of that comeback, but as that's we talk about all that's this, right. though, that's right. I do want to have our foul trouble moment of silence to KP, the unicorn, Boogie, um, all these great players. Stars. You know, just fallen. <laughs> Team LeBron. Team what's LeBron, what's going on, it's man? Cursed, it's man. cursed, man. It's cursed. The Ringer curse. Now you have dun, dun, Team dun, LeBron dun, curse, team man. LeBron. Hey, John Wall. John Wall also is a oh, wall star. Man. The wall star, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. That team has fallen like flies. But, you know, a lot of the guys, one, you know, I mean, if you're going to find a positive note in all of these, you know, very, very unfortunate injuries, a lot of guys that usually don't get credit are getting some credit now. I mean, look at Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is an all-star. Kemba Walker come through, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's that's fantastic to see. You know, you got Bradley Beal. I think Bradley Beal was in the first cut anyways, but... You know, I think uh, at the end of the day, uh, you're seeing, you know, a lot of people, on, a lot of all-star caliber players that usually don't get recognition are, are finally getting it this year, so. Yeah, it, it's it's on the east side, so maybe you'd want some more west players to get it. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, uh, a valid point. Uh, I am thinking, uh, it's kind of a dark topic, but which of these players do you think realistically can come back to their pure MVP, not MVP, to their pure form. Christoph Porzingis, Boogie, do you think these guys have it in them to come back? Any of these injured players, Jeremy Lin, whoever we want to talk about. Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. Do you think Gordon they can Hayward. come back? Gordon Hayward looked good, mind you, even looking hitting better, shots. Looking better. But do you he might be on the IT status, too, where he's not really, um, oh, I'm 70%, oh, I'm 80%. Like, all right, dude. You're not any percent, dude. Either you play, you don't, man. You know what I mean? So like, come totally. on. What What do you think, Mamba? I mean, I I think you know I think someone like uh, you know someone like Boogie I think you know could come back. I mean, honestly, it's just kind of it has to be seen, right? Like what happens? You know how how severe are these injuries? How long are they going to be out? What the rehab process is like? You know, I mean, I think it just really kind of depends on the player. Like sometimes these things go well and sometimes they don't, right? So, I mean, you look at someone like Embiid, right? Embiid has so many injuries before he even got a start in this league, and now he's tearing it up, right? right that's right. So, well, I think it point. just kind of depends on the player. I feel like usually when it comes to big men, though, they somehow, you know, do get rehab for the most part and, and come back strong, you know, maybe not as stronger than ever, but, you know, at least somewhat to the ability that they were before. Okay. Shout out to New York Knicks fans. Uh, there's still hope. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Lakers. Uh, Boogie might be still possible. Um, okay, let's let's move away from this darker topic and <laughs> let's talk about what what's the most exciting, happiest thing for you? What do you feel really good about about this trade deadline? I'll just start off with mine. Um, D Wade going back home to Miami. You know, Gabriella Yuye, she's like happy. She just tweeted, "We're coming back, three oh five. You know, South Beach. You know." I, I think I think it's good. Uh, he he realized he's old. He he wants obviously more minutes, but you have now a team of all young stars. LeBron was just he put out that message like so happy for you. You know, um, I know we were trying to do this together, but you know, circumstances changed. You know, Dwayne definitely needs the ball a lot more. That's maybe not what the Cavs need right now. So I, I'm happy Dwayne gets well, that to that was nice just retire. And it was cute and it was sweet for have the two teammates reunite and him go back home. Honestly, I think he's going back for his son though. To be honest, the Dwayne story doesn't end here. It's gonna have a happy ending. And I think it goes on generational. 
I think his son's gonna come Zaire? through. Zaire Wade. Z Wade. Z Wade. Get ready for the next Z-Wade. gen. Get ready for the next. Wade. I mean, I already saw him gifting his son with a car. He's going back. I mean, it's gonna be hype. It's gonna be yeah. hype. And I think no, it's a hype. great story. Yeah, for sure. There is... I mean, just imagine, imagine being a you know a Dwayne Wade fan growing up when you know when they won that first championship when it was him and Shaquille O'Neal and Udonis, right? Like mm. back in the day. And I mean, like having him come back to to the city where he started it all out is huge. It's a really right. nice story. I think, and I think the Cavs did right by him. You know, like that was great to see. And you, you that got was a great series. You still got yeah, that yeah. heavily protected, whatever. I'm quoting this right now. Air heavily quotes. protected uh, second round pick. You know, but you you managed to make that trade happen. And I think, honestly, when he took that time off, uh, when his agent died. Uh, rest in peace. I I, th- I think that impacted him, and you know, it just like, hey, I, I I think I'm about ready to go back home and end this chapter. You know, so totally. I think it's good. Uh, what about you guys? What, what what really gets you guys excited, Sessa? Uh, you know about the trade deadline. I, mean, I guess I've done enough talk about the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I think you know what really excites me is a trade that happened a couple of days ago which was the blake griffin trade i think we definitely need to dive into that i think that was a huge huge trade and so far it is working out very well for detroit you know they're five and oh since picking up blake griffin it seems like he's gelling very well with andre drummond there's no you know big man competition there they're they're gelling well griffin setting up drummond for some nice alley-oops and you know they're both putting up very very solid numbers it seems like detroit's kind of revived you know, they're not too far behind for that eight seed in the East. Um, and so I think, you know, Blake Griffin was part of a pretty, you know, I guess confused organization in the Clippers. He's obviously still got a lot of game left, still one of the top big men in the league. Um, and so it's really exciting to see him get another shot um, and, and, you know, kind of maybe give this uh, give this Detroit Piston uh, franchise, uh, you know, some, some hope. You know, I, I like that because Blake Griffin has started to get that, you know, that general rep and vibe that Blake Griffin is more concerned about being a celebrity in L.A., Kendall Jenner, and all that he stuff. He wants to be a movie star. You know, he wanted to be a movie star. It was more yeah. concerned about that. And this is the first move that I've honestly seen him do that shows that he cares about basketball, you know? And I always thought, like, okay, he's going to play with Andre Drummond. Like, what's the point? He had DeAndre Jordan, you know, but... There's actually a huge difference, you know. Uh, they're gelling so well, and I, I maybe this is a hot take, but is this everything that Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins was supposed to be? That two towers, are they now the two towers of the East? You know, they may be. They may be. I mean, Blake Griffin is a very gifted passer. I mean, people are finally, people are kind of seeing that on Detroit. But, you know, I think he has done such a good job of developing his game as the role of the big man has changed. You know, it's funny. I think there was some – they're, they're talking about how the last basket that Blake Griffin made as a clipper was a three-pointer to seal the game at the end of the fourth quarter. You know, when Blake right. Griffin started out his career, there's no way he could make a three-pointer. He's done such a good job of advancing his game that he's a very, very developed and skilled passer now. And so I think that when you have, you know, two big men – um, who are able to share the balls together, who have high IQs, and, you know, just have a general good chemistry. I, I think it's but exactly you, what How do you know they have a good chemistry? How do you know they have a good chemistry? I mean, are they gelling as people, like, off the court? I mean, it looks like it. It looks like it, yeah. I mean, these guys are like, having a lot of fun together. Like, but right if you say he's game. a flashy guy and he thrived well in L.A. and the West Coast, <clears throat> now you stuck him in Detroit? 
Come on, man. <laughs> That's true. How is he gonna thrive <laughs> in that environment? I mean, I don't know. Do, I mean, do we do we have Blake Griffin all wrong? Did does he actually maybe, care about maybe. basketball? Side note: He was supposed to ca- be casted in the Space Jam Two movie. <laughs> And I was like, what the? Dude, that's LeBron's role, man. What are you doing? Like, those news got squashed immediately. No, as, as like, one of the side. On. As one of the side. No, like, a lead. Initially, no, initially it was lead role. <laughs> Muggsy Bogues. What? They were he, no, he would be one of the side. No, initially it was lead, and then it got squashed, thank God. But we'll oh. see how he does in Detroit, man. I don't know. I don't know. A little skeptical. We'll we'll yeah. All right, yeah. I mean, we'll see. <clears throat> I, I I like it so far, and like you know, Andre Drummond just seems like such a fun guy. Like he's always laughing, joking around. I think that's just that aura that he has. Like he doesn't want to be <clears throat> taken too seriously. He's like, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a cool, funny guy. You know. So yeah, I'm I think... a cool guy. I got a lot of shoulder hair. You know, like that type, <laughs> of, that type of vibe. Yeah, he's got that vibe for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, to your point earlier, though, I would love to see them play the Pelicans. I want to see the like, the just big man ball. Just go at it, man. Like, who's getting more boards? Who's getting more, like, in the paint play? Like, y'all know my character. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> shout out to 2K, by the way. The Sean, league is on, in play. Woo! Yo, the league is in play, by the way. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a sec? How's that going, Let's go man? for it. Yo, uh, so, guys, I actually just played my first game in the NBA 2K League Combine. And I'm gonna tell you, it's actually really awesome. Dang, they, I can't wait. You choose a you choose a position, right? And from that position, you have different archetypes. You're not playing with the characters you had before. You have to play with a new character and play that role for your team. And it'll mesh it like it'll build the entire team online. And you can talk to everyone through a mic. It doesn't let you like add anyone. It doesn't let you do any communication past the game. But it just you're in the moment. How how do you communicate with your teammates well? You know, I I think what they did is amazing. Awesome. Awesome. No, I've yet to check it out, but guys, that's our 2K plug. Rotney 2K, if you're listening, definitely. We love 2K, man. Uh, And any of the 2K guys. We're just, you know, we're we're not only just always talking about basketball, we're also just, you know, we got good 2K characters going on, too. So if this works out in a different way, highly doubt it. But if it does, or if we ever, you know, just feature any of you guys, uh, we're looking forward to it, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Sess, are you about this? Oh, totally about it, totally about it. I mean, I think it's just amazing that, you know, that the 2K, you know, league has gotten support from the NBA itself, right? Like, I think the NBA does such a good job of promoting the social experience of Mm -hmm. the game compared to the other professional leagues. And, I mean, I think the buzz around 2K this year, and and at least for the past couple of years, has just been so much higher than, like, Madden, FIFA, when you think about the other games. So, definitely, you know, it's, it's really, I think just, like, bigger picture, it's very nice to see, like, you know, NBA supporting, uh, you know, the esports world around it. Right, and it's nice to see live also just try, <laughs> <laughs> but then feel yeah. miserably. You know, they're at least putting in effort. Yeah. Yeah, I think my point was like, dude, they were giving away live for free <laughs> over Christmas. Shit. They were giving it away for free. They're like, no, please, please download this, please. <laughs> Hey, but back to one of your earlier points, and not to just circle back and keep beating a dead horse, but what gets me excited. What do you guys think about Larry Nance with LeBron now? Like, is that are they just gonna be insane? Like powerhouse of just dunking, 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 like just on everybody? Like, well, I'm I'm hyped to see that. Well, if okay, I think with this new team constructed, I think you have a situation that you could entice LeBron to stay an extra year, right? You have young players that if they do well enough, get to the finals, you have enough young talent to keep him. But if he does, you know, 
end up leaving, now you still have some excitement. You have some excitement in the Cavalier basketball. You have some dunking. You have all that. As our former Laker expert, what what do these guys bring to the table? You know, I mean, I think, okay, let's start with Larry Nance Jr., right? Because I think that a lot of people just kind of recognize him for his, you know, highlight dunks. You know, you had that big poster on on KD earlier this year that got a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously he brings that high-flying, energetic, uh, you know, nature to the game. But also, he is a fantastic role player. You know, he he has his, had his ups and downs. He's a little streaking and consistent. But, you know, when he's fitting in the, in the rotation correctly, he fills his role spot on. You know, he picks up boards. He's got a high IQ. He can give you some good down-low points. He can pull up and make that mid-range jumper here and there. So, you know, Larry Nance is kind of your all-around guy, uh, which is kind of really helpful for a team like the Cavs. Right. They just need someone who's willing to just, you know, put in the intangibles and hustle um, and just do whatever the team so needs. True. So I think Larry Nance is actually a really great pickup and kind of sad to see mm-hmm. him go because, uh, you know, I'm sure as all the Laker fans know that he, he was a favorite for us, so... Very sad to see him go, but hopefully happy to see him would, thrive in Cleveland. Would you compare him to maybe a younger, well, not younger, but a more athletic Jeff Green, or what do you think? I would. Say, I was actually thinking exactly that. I think I would compare him to Jeff Green because he's got that kind of energy. You know, he can play down low pretty well. He'll get you boards. I think Jeff Green definitely has a more polished scoring game, and I think Larry Nance is still picking that up. Um, but, you know, I think that something that Jeff Green doesn't necessarily bring is just kind of that X-factor hustle um, that Larry Nance is totally just kind of down to do whatever uh, the dirty work needed to get to get a win and to just help out what the about, team. What about Jordan Clarkson? Oh, Jordan Clarkson is a fantastic pickup, in my opinion. I mean, he was he was really getting to shine bright lately with, with Lonzo out, and he's getting a lot of minutes. Um, But, you know, he's basically, I think Hubie Brown said this the other night when they were playing the Thunder, but, you know, he is instant offense. Like, you need points, bring Jordan Clarkson off the bench and just get him in the game, and he will get you a quick 10 points just like that. So I think that is, again, a very, very useful asset for the Cavs that, you know, when LeBron is sitting, you know, it's sometimes kind of questionable where you're going to get your dependable points from. And so Jordan Clarkson brings that instant offense. People kind of question if he'll maybe stall the ball mo- ball movement, which I think is a very valid you know question. Um, but at the end of the day, he can be kind of like the vital point of your second unit, and you know get you buckets when you need it. It's them. it's funny that these two particular Lakers were chosen, right? Like, what yeah. if it had been Ingram? <laughs> or oh, what if man. it had been and they brought in Katie? Like this, like Katie Light versus when he goes against Katie, that would have been a hype thing in a different yeah, way. I mean, no, I'm messing around. What if they brought in Lonzo? I, the reason I'm messing around about this is funny. Like there was talks about LeBron going to LA, but it looks like they brought LA to LeBron a little bit with these two guys. I'm excited to see he, dude. If LeBron sets him up with some good plays, he could really maximize the hell out of these two dudes. This young talent right here. So I'm liking totally. it. I'm liking LeBron being in a setup where he is straight just controlling the court, man, and just setting these young powerhouses up, man. Because maybe, honestly, with all these old dudes, it was just lagging, man. It was sluggish. It just felt dead. And, like, even though I'm just thinking about it in the Minnesota games, still hype about it, by the way, it was LeBron that carried. It was his energy. And he needs that youthful energy back now. So, I'm okay. I'm not going to keep going on the Lakers. We're too hyped about this. Uh, Blood, you want to cut in here? Right. I think, uh, Mamba, I was talking to you like, earlier when we uh, had our first uh, discussions of like six man of the year, and we're like, 
coming out with hot takes, man, Kyle Corver and everything. And you're like, hey, there's no love for my man Jordan Clarkson, who is by far the sixth man of the year, in your opinion, you know? And now we have him. Not, I don't want to say we. Now he is on the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Freudian slip, man. True Cavs fan over here. Hey, but, True Cavs fan. Yo, I mean, I'm going to be honest. As a Wizards fan, I have seen more Cavalier games this year. And the fact that all this has happened, I think just having a change in the locker room, getting rid of any toxic personalities, having just people who care and try is just a completely different environment. And that's all LeBron James needs. There's fatigue in going to four straight finals, you know, to make it to that. The Heat did it, you know, but after that point, they're like, all right, let's let's stop doing this. I've even heard reports of KD and all the Warriors saying that, hey, we are experiencing extreme fatigue now of just always expecting to be the best, always having to play 100%, you know. We're getting fatigue in doing that. And to ask them to do it a fourth time without any major shakeup. I know there's all this, like, they're saying, oh, the GM, oh, man, like, they, they don't, uh, you know, there's, like, beef, LeBron, like, they, they're, like, they're, especially, uh, you know, they're shipping LeBron away, they're pushing him out, you know, but with these trades, you kind of reassure everyone that they are invested in the future, you know, by keeping the Brooklyn Nets pick, by bringing all these young players, but you've also invested in now that you have all these players who can play small ball who sure. want to be there. Right. You're giving me a chance to play with LeBron James and win a finals to right. even go to the finals right. playoffs. What? Playoffs? playoffs. So well, let sure, me ask you this: finals, So does man. LeBron now stay? Does he stay, or does he? Is there still a good chance that he leaves? So I, I really want to get into this. I think what they have done now, I think they've reassured him that hey, we can make plays for you. We're not going to be dictated by you, LeBron. We're you know um, I've heard that. For the Kyrie trade, after the fact, they told him what happened. You know, when he was saying, "Hey, let me just talk to Kyrie. I can, I can convince him to stay." You know, they went ahead and just made that trade. I think this front office wants mm-hmm. to get rid of that le GM. You know, whatever you want to call it. LeBron is not the owner. <laughs> he does not dictate what we do. Uh, Kobe Altman, he said he, uh, you know, they fired the old guy and they they brought him in, and they're like, "Hey, this guy, we're not really meshing with LeBron." You know, but I think with this. You have given him a good reason to potentially stay. We can figure this out together, and we have, we're have we a team that's invested in everyone. When Kevin Love comes back, I want to see how all this pans out. But I, I think he can stay, but he could all, but it would only be for a one-year deal, if anything, that 2019 but spot. But where would he go? Where would he go? I mean, I was thinking about it. Dude, there was speculation on Houston. That would be insane. What if he actually went to Houston, man? Would that like not be game-changer? Or where would he, like, the Warriors? By the way, we got to talk about that. The Warriors, the shopping around for... Do we no, actually buy no. that? Do we actually we buy that? We don't need to talk about it. We don't That's need to talk about it. That's dumb. whack. That was dumb. Like, do you think we're going to fall for that? Like, that would, come on. I've, I've heard the Spurs as well, but what, what do you think, <laughs> Do you think he's given enough now to want to stay on the Cavaliers? I, I personally think he possibly can, but we won't really know until... We see how the postseason goes, and we see if they make it to that finals and how they do against the Golden State Warriors. If yeah, they make it I close. Mean, I mean, I think that last point you made is spot on, right? Like, I think it just kind of depends on how this how this experiment ends up, right? Like, I think LeBron, all he cares about at this point is a championship. I think he's made that pretty clear, right? Like, I don't think the loyalty to Cleveland, now that he's brought them a ring, he's brought, he's brought a championship home. Uh, I feel like he's kind of like, all right, I don't owe you guys anything anymore. 
I really just need to fulfill my legacy and get as many rings as I can while I'm still playing in my prime. So, you know, I think it just kind of depends on how this experiment goes. If they make it to the finals, I mean, I, I think they, at, at the least they got to make it to the finals. Right. Yeah, like, dude, bro, how sad would like, that no be? Matter, right? He's been going I mean, straight for so many years. It's, it's, it's getting pretty tough. I mean, Boston's playing, you know, oh Boston is playing great. It's so tough. Toronto is playing fantastic and is not getting a lot of credit oh, for it, but mm-hmm. they're playing really well. So it's going to be box? tough to get out of the East. Oh, but, gosh. Dude, I mean, I, it, he was like, you know, I was thinking about it, like, dude, they had such an intense game against the Timberwolves Timberwolves, but even before that they lost to the Magic and there's just all this idiotic stuff happening I mean you can't use that as a basis going forward but still dude if he doesn't make it man he's been going straight for like seven years now what the heck man this would be the year it doesn't happen so I don't know I don't know we'll see I'm excited before we close out here though guys I do want to say we're going to speed round Uh, quick question who do you guys think the finals is going to be right so on that note uh, personally, I was hearing Raptor Celtics. <laughs> what the? Heck? The conference finals, you yeah, said? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Raptor Celtics, and then what is it? Rockets. Uh, I don't even know. I was just hearing some crazy Rockets stuff, man. Uh, yeah. I, what oh, the man. heck? Go ahead. Says we'll start with you, man. Who would you? Okay. Think? So I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm a big proponent of the Raptors. I think that they have a very, very strong squad that plays super consistently, and I think that's something that is lacking in the Eastern Conference right now. When you look at Cleveland, when you look at Washington, mm-hmm. even when you look at Boston, sometimes I think that sometimes you know you can't depend on a lot of the players on their roster. Mm-hmm. But Toronto is putting up solid games from a lot of different players repeatedly. Um, you know, you've got you've got Jonas Valanciunas playing well. You've got Fred Van Fleet coming out of nowhere, and obviously mm. you've got the perennial All Star DeRozan and perennial All Star caliber Kyle Lowry leading the team. So I think Raptors right now are actually my pick to make it out of the East. And I mean, is there even any point in debating the West? I mean, I think the Warriors still got it locked up in the West. I think oh, Houston can make it interesting. I think OKC can make it interesting. Um, but there's no doubt about it that Golden State's still the best team in the league. Right. And Definitely. they might just uh, do do play their part in adding a little fatigue, uh, wearing them out a little bit, pushing them yes. to a game five, pushing them to a game six, maybe even a game seven. I, I, I could honestly even see a game seven. Uh, I have no doubt that the Warriors will win it. But, you know, you have that competitive nature to cry pushing for that. I think it is interesting. We will see now the buyout market. They're saying Joe Johnson probably going to just get bought out. And may, they're ta- talking about him to the Rockets. That's another really, really good that they pick up. True, that could spice things up. But I still think it's going to be Warriors. Uh, and honestly, this is crazy. But Celtics, man. I, I, I was convinced on that a while ago. They had a matchup recently that even LeBron himself was like, yo, hype game. Which is just like, yo, dude, what the heck? <laughs> like, all right, dude. Like, you don't need to be, like, you know, we get it. But, uh, so, it's interesting. Warriors, Celtics, that would be uh, what I'm thinking is probably going to happen. And I think that would be hype, man. I think it would be a good, so, definitely wait, a good uh, battle of the point guards there. Mamba, if I'm getting this right, you're saying Raptors, Warriors? I hope I'm not. saying, I'm saying, if I'm looking at the league right now, and what I, what I have watched this season, I would say Raptors, Warriors. Oh, wow. Yes. What? That's amazing. Insane. Because I think, the, I think, hey man, I just don't think the rappers get enough love. They're out in another country, not yeah. getting but that many that nationally much televised love? games. That much and, love, though. Uh, you know that they're just not getting enough attention because That's of true. that. But That's I think insane. that they're playing extremely well. Dwayne Casey is coaching that team very well. Um, they're winning a lot of their big matchups against playoff teams. 
And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, every year they're always in the mix. And I think this may be their year with with the turmoil going on in Cleveland. Uh, I think this may be their year. Right. And But, I mean, with the Raptors, I think the, the kind of rep they get is they're a regular season team. And they're built very well right. for doing well in the regular season. And kind of crazy stats that I looked at um, for their – from their sixth man to their eleventh or tenth man, they lead the league. They have like one of the best sixth men. They have one of the best seventh men. One of the best eighth men. You know, as a bench squad, they're just performing so well. And everyone's been Which talking is about huge that. In the postseason, right when fatigue starts to set in. So okay, uh, I think that's definitely interesting. We'll see that. Uh, I I'm definitely thinking a Warriors Cavs. My Again? fire has been reignited <laughs> and reignited wow. because. I think, you know, let these people gel together. George Hill, let all these people play. Seti, my boy Seti. Seti? Oh my Yo, God. no wonder LeBron likes Seti so much. He's so young, dude. He just needs some of that youth in his life. Dude, he, he was does. killing it, though, man. He's good. He's definitely got potential. I think uh, my most uh, <laughs> hilarious moment was when uh, LeBron hits that shot. He runs over to Seti, like, you know, they chest bump, and then Isaiah Thomas tries to run over and say, hey, guys, and he's, like, grabbing the back of LeBron, trying to pat him on the back, and it's like, Thomas, that is the last Thomas, moment we will Thomas. remember of Isaiah Thomas in a Cavs uniform. Oh, that hurts. That sucks, man. That oh, that's me, hilarious. Man. Um, I just think it's funny, man. I gotta just throw this out there, that the Isaiah Thomas that he sells in the book of Isaiah is then different from what the news then shares. But I don't believe the news, man. I think the news and the critics can be a little harsh, man. And I don't know. I'm not believing that as much. I saw the guy in the intimate view. Maybe that's biased his book of Isaiah story. But he's got it. He, it was he must. He can't be that toxic, man. I mean, his label is okay. Let Let's talk about it. before harsh, we man. before we end things. Let's actually talk about this. Is I is Isaiah Thomas actually a genuinely good guy because that's the only image I've ever gotten for him. He played during that game when his sister passed away. He put his heart out there. He played some of the best, you know, and he's he has an injury. He gets a little injured. He keeps playing through it. I'm going to do everything for my team. And now you kind of have that perception that he just cares about his max contract, you know? Like, what is the true Isaiah Thomas? Will we ever really see that? Mamba, what do you think? I mean, we saw Man, it. I don't yeah. know how to feel about this guy. I mean, you guys kind of know how I feel about this guy. I think, I think that he's just, you know, I mean, no, I think I've gone on off enough, you know, in private. Oh, have you seen the book of Isaiah? Public, no, Sessa, I have you seen I it? Maybe it would change my perspective. Yes, of course but, you know, it would. I mean, you I mean, have to give them a okay, shot. Like Every guy, single okay, basketball player out there has a documentary on YouTube. He was fantastic, right? He was an MVP caliber player, you know, yeah. carried that team had his hip injury during the playoffs and still came back and kept playing, right? Right. But, I mean, I think that, you know, for better or for worse, like, he's just kind of gotten screwed over for the past couple months. Like, got traded out of Boston, you know, wasn't given a shot in Cleveland, got traded again. I think he's just carrying a huge chip on your shoulder. That's kind of hard not to be an asshole, right? Like, you just, like, so much of it, so many bad things are happening to you repeatedly. You have to keep proving yourself over and over again when you've already put up MVP numbers. Sessa, I feel you. It's a tough situation to be in. Sessa, get me on this, though. It's not about just stats. It's not about what the news puts out there. I mean, for God's sake, fake news, bro. Fake news. You got to watch the documentary. Have you? Dude, it's all about the storylines, man. You gotta watch on YouTube. How I many do. different dudes? I gotta dudes watch have... it. I gotta watch Bro, it. Bro, I watched a YouTube video on Zion Williamson, and I'm hyped now. All right, you gotta watch the YouTube videos. But we didn't like Lonzo until we started watching Ball and the Family. 
You know what I mean? So you gotta watch the stories, bro. So you can't, come on, man. You can't believe the fake news out there. Of course, they're gonna make Isaiah look like a toxic guy. He's saying this. And then the stats may not speak for him this year. And yeah, he's short, so he's a defensive liability. But dude, watch the book of Isaiah. Okay, but you're also saying you gotta believe the stories that their camp is putting out there. (laughs) (laughs) Believe the story that Isaiah Thomas is projecting out to the world. But, I mean, he is like, he's a good father. He is a good, caring guy. And what, what you mentioned is that you know, he he's not really been who you expect in fifteen games that he's gonna be back has the like, stamina the like, energy they don't practice obviously to be able to play now and it's like you're asking a lot of the guy and you really not you you know giving a full, a full chance to prove himself you know so right. it's hard not to be an asshole <laughs> from that moment but then I That's think you true. had the most hilarious quote of the day is like. Uh, when they're talking about Isaiah like, getting minutes, and he's like, oh, man, I- I'll-, I'll let you say it, man. Wait, me? Which quote? Which no, okay, quote? Right, my, 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 I'll, I'll say it, I'll say it. I don't want to steer your thunder, but uh, it was like this quote that you, uh, that you like, shared, but it was like, man, Isaiah's going to be thinking, like, I'm not going to get any minutes because I'm short. It's like, nah, man, you're not getting any minutes because you're an asshole, man. <laughs> like, straight up. <laughs> It's not because you're short, it's because you're an asshole, dude. No, I, I don't believe that, Cancerous, man. man. Cancerous, man. Oh, oh, cancerous. See, then that's the... See, people start saying cancerous, toxic, this, that, you're an asshole. Like, come on, but man. It's not if, that bad. If he led a charge against Kevin <laughs> Love... Like, I'm leading a charge against Kevin Love. I ain't got no love for love. And I'm going to say it again. I'm saying it on Hoopers. I'm going to say it right now. I ain't got no love for love, man. Oh, man. And then, you know, I, honestly, though, I do want to clarify, though, uh, regardless of the fact he's an all-star in this and that, I say that because, personally, back to 2K uh, plug here, my own character is like Kevin Love, man. So I feel for the guy. But he's better as a power forward, not a center. Okay, so we got to go back to that fact that they just don't wait, have Wait, 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 stop it. But Kevin Love can make threes, though. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, I had to call him. I had to call him. Guys, out. we gotta cut this episode soon. I definitely gotta go play some 2K. Also, want to play these new team matchups if you got time. It's it's also a match, uh, a challenge Let's to you as it, well. Dude. Oh man, once that Lakers are updated, I want to try them out. I want to try them oh, out. Right it mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. okay, Channing Fry or nah? Would you put him in there? <laughs> Is he Maybe getting not. any minutes? He's more, he's more of a locker room presence kind of guy. I'm just looking for a sense of humor. Perkins? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, last thing. I'll just real quick. With Magic Johnson actually being a GM, and we have on the other side Michael Jordan being the GM and not giving up Kemba Walker and not making any trades, like holding on to their own assets so closely, you know, and you have... Uh, even a coach like Doc Rivers holding on to all of his like DeAndre, we're not going to trade him. Yeah, we want a first round. We want a first round. Whatever. Do you think like these that. players that transition into that higher role of like a coach or a GM? I mean, you can debate them separately, but do you think they're equipped to do that, or is it better to leave it to the guys like Brad Stevens? Leave it to the guys who just know the sport, have been have a true passion for it, love it. They just nerds who just watch like film on film on film do you think like you know um what do you think about that you know and do you think someone like kobe could come back as a coach or a gm or do you think that would just be ridiculous 
Do you think that you have any more questions for the night? <laughs> you are so hyped about this. I mean, Sessa, go ahead, man. I don't want to cut those questions off. They were great, though. I mean, what, what do you no, think about magic? Great, as a, a GM? No, it's a great line of questioning, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, sometimes you see these GMs and what they're doing and what they're not doing. You kind of just you think about, okay, what is going on in their head, right? Like, for example, like with DeAndre Jordan, man, like if they're getting a good deal for that guy, like Clippers already feel like they're kind of in like in a tank mode, in my opinion. Like, Mm-hmm. You just you just do it, you know. Get whatever value you can, and put the guy to his misery. Send him to a team that's actually a contender. But you know, I mean, when, but when I think about like Michael Jordan, the Hornets, like I totally understand holding on to Kemba Walker. The guy's an all star. He's only getting better and better every mm-hmm. year. Um, so you know, I mean, I think to each GM, they've got their own thinking. They got their own, you know, um, decision making process, and, and the people around them that are forming their decision making. Um, but in terms of, you know, Kobe being a GM, like, I think you brought up a great point about how the best coaches um, are the guys that are, you know, putting in the time behind the scenes, watching the film, watching their players develop. I mean, as we all know, Kobe was so successful because of the time that he spent off the watching court, court, right? Like, he right, watched right, right. film religiously every night for hours and hours, examining not only his game, but the game of his opponents and the game of his teammates. So I think Kobe could be a very successful coach or a successful, you know, basketball ops guy in this league. The only question is, you know, he's already got his venture capital fund. He's putting out movies, putting out TV shows. Does he even want to do that? That's the big question. He's putting out a really weird, creepy show with, like, a purple... <laughs> what was that yeah, called? I saw that. What the heck? But I do I like his, like, voiceovers. I do like his voiceovers. The Two Kings. You know what I mean? The Two Crowns. I mean, that and dude just definitely got it. He crowns. has a film presence, man. Like, he's got charm on that I could see on the silver screen. Bro. Nominated for an Oscar. Nominated for an Oscar. He's nominated for an Oscar. What? Dear the... Basketball. Dear Basketball. Oh. Check it out. Check it out, you Sean. It. Okay, okay. For sure. Yeah, you talking about documentaries to me, man. Check out. Check out you would watch Kobe's documentary, though, and not anyone else's. But all right. I'll definitely check that out. Gotta give respect to them. Oh, Black man. Mamba. Um, on closing notes on my end, I do got to give a shout out and respect to, uh, or just congrats to the Ball family on a new, uh, new announcement. Uh, looking forward to the Big Baller uh, baby swag coming out soon. <laughs> the brand line. Pacifiers, $300 <laughs> pacifiers. <laughs> Car seats, cribs. Yeah, some of those nasty looking little baby shoes, the Zoes, the baby Zoes. <laughs> Yeah, they gotta give one of those pacifiers to Lavar himself, dude. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> nah, it's my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying to cut the episode. No, no, no. We're good, we're good, we're good. Nah, yeah, good shout out. Mamba, any parting words? No, man. Thank you guys so much for having me on Foul Trouble. You know, it was an honor being here. Good good talking to you guys and, you know, putting yeah. some vocals over our, over our very vigorous Facebook message chat. So, you know, it was a pleasure to be here. Hopefully, do it again yeah. sometime. It was an honor Thank having you, man. It's so much fun. Definitely going to be bringing you back on, guys. Uh, definitely, <laughs> Guys, you're going to want to hear more. You're going to be hearing more of this guy. I mean, Sessa is great, dude. Just always fun talking to you, man. Always fun. All right, boys. Uh, take care. File trouble. We are out. Peace. Peace.